The South Korean tanker seized by the Iranian Revolutionary Guard has now been in the Gulf for over two weeks. And the governments are still yet not reaching an agreement. There have been talks on how to deal with the $9.5 billion worth of Iranian frozen funds in Korean banks, as well as the tensions between the U.S. and Iran. Officials in Iran say the vessel is detained because of some allegations of environmental harm to the region. But uh, there has really been nothing specific coming out from the Iranian side. To to give us a a look at the situation, some more analysis, very pleased to be joined from the Department of Political Science and Diplomacy at Busan National University, Professor Robert Kelly. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me again. It's good to be back. Yeah, good to talk to you again, Robert. Uh, Let's uh, first uh, talk about the uh, situation as it stands right now. It's been two weeks since this vessel was detained. Uh, Did you think it was going to drag on this long? No, actually, I didn't. Um, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, and I'm not really quite sure what the Iranians' endgame is here, right? I mean, South Korea is pretty far away. It's, um, it's a major importer of Gulf oil, so it's not really clear to me why you know, the Gulf states don't want to provoke South Korea too much. Um, because, you know, again, you know, so East Asian states import a great deal from the Gulf. Um, I suppose the, 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 they're sort of using South Korea as sort of a lever to push back on, on the United States. Um, but it's not really clear why South Korea seems sort of Random, almost maybe it was sort of mm. like a, a like a um, uh, just a window of opportunity. There was a there was a tanker that the, the and the South the Greenies felt like they needed to sort of grab something and make a scene. And sort of the South Korean one was available, but it's not really clear to me that there's some like long legacy of mistrust or anger or anything like that. And I'm surprised that the uh, that the Iranians are sort of dragging this out so much. Um, I mean, maybe it really is about about COVID and they really want that money released for COVID supplies, but. You know, they're just not making it very clear, right? I mean, there's all sort of, if you look at the Korean media, there's not been a whole lot on this. It's all kind of below board. Nobody really quite knows, you know, where this is going. It's a little strange, actually. Yeah, you raise an interesting point because there are a lot of U.S. allies, right? And some of them are, right. are much more uh, staunchly right. on the U.S. side when it comes to right. Iran. South right. Korea, if anything, uh, although a U.S. ally has been um, making pains to try to be as, uh, perceived to be as neutral as possible. And um, indeed, as you say, the... Uh, it, the reliance on foreign oil, but at the same time, just traditionally has had relatively warm relations with um, Tehran. In fact, uh, one of the uh, big streets in Gangnam is named after Tehran because uh, uh, there was a, a lot of um, what, what what you would call soft soft power or uh, cultural diplomacy between the two sides. So, what do you think then is the resolution? To this, uh, you, you mentioned the COVID relief. There's been some talks along those lines, uh, whether it is to free it up for uh, vaccine procurement or, or what have you. Are we are we talking about uh, negotiating with the U.S. as a third party with uh, some sanctions, um, exemptions, or what? Yeah, I think that's it. That probably sounds right. I mean, if uh, if I mean, as a participant in the sanctions, I mean, technically South Korea shouldn't give up the money. I mean, this has been sort of an issue between the U.S. and South Korea. For a while, these kinds of things, you know, and not just South Korea, right? A lot of American allies get real uncomfortable when the Americans chain gang them into sanctions that they don't really want to participate in. And Iran's been a tough one um, for for a lot of U.S. allies, not just you guys. Um, I think the the um, uh, but but there might be sort of like a little bit of like a loophole or sort of like a backdoor if you can argue that's being used for humanitarian purposes. You know, there are humanitarian loopholes in the sanctions around North Korea too, right? Yeah. And if the Iranians genuinely are facing a real COVID outbreak, which is possible. I mean, the Iranian, you know, the whole world is facing it, right? Then, then that's actually not a bad outcome, right? I mean, they, they shouldn't have done it. I mean, they shouldn't have taken South Korean hostages, sort of blackmail South Korea into doing that. But, I mean, at this point, if the primary goal of the South Korean government is to get these people out so they don't wind up in jail for 20 years or something like that, I mean, that's probably what the South Koreans really want, is to get them out 
you know, giving up uh, assistance for humanitarian purposes is a fairly face-saving way. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine military action. I mean, it would be very, very difficult, of course, for South Korea to do it. It almost certainly have to run the United States and then puts America and Iran sort of like fighting. That's just, you know, I'm just, I just don't see any other alternative than, than to talk this out. Um, the problem with that, of course, is that it sort of sets up the Iranians to do this again to other countries. And that's the real problem here, right? Iran has got a history of doing this kind of stuff. And at some point, you kind of want somebody to sort of push back. It doesn't necessarily have to be the South Koreans, but you want somebody to push back to sort of send the signal that, you know, international traffic through the Persian Gulf isn't just sort of, you know, all hostages and waiting. And I think that's where the real trick here is you don't want the Iranians to get used to doing this. Right. So what you're saying is if it sets a precedent where they could yeah. perhaps randomly target other tankers right. or ships right. and then engage right. in the same sort of right. almost exactly. state, state-sponsored state type of Somali-type um, piracy uh, yeah. in the seas. And One, I bet you're getting... Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I bet that behind the scenes, South Korea is getting some pressure from other countries not to do this because of that presidential concern, right? That other big yeah. countries that have a lot of traffic going through the Gulf, you know, Western economies, the United States, Japan, are all telling the South Koreans, try not to just completely give way on this because if you do... You know, you're just sort of setting up, you know, we're setting up a sort of precedent where the Iranians are going to feel like they can do this on a regular basis. And, and I mean, that's what everybody's worried about. It's just the South Koreans want to happen to be in the firing line. And that's why there's so much focus on why. And it's kind of strange because it's not really clear why South Korea of all countries was selected. Again, that's one thing. Yeah. Maybe it was just sort of like random. It was not a target of opportunity. And I think Iran knows that full well. It, it, it's not right. like the South Korean banks believed that this Iranian, they know that it belongs to Iran. It's just right. uh, there is a limitation under the sanctions regime for right. them to be able to right. free up uh, those right. funds easily to them. And now, as you say, if they can work out a loophole, uh, hopefully that can be a solution to this. Coincidental or not, and most people say not coincidental, this all aligns with the impending inauguration of Joe Biden right. as the new president of the U.S., conventional wisdom, maybe you agree, maybe you don't agree, is that Trump would not really care much about this. He would leave South Korea up to, up to dry, and, and I, I, yeah. I don't think it would, he would lose any sleep over it. Uh, it's yeah. reflective over the defense cost-sharing issues. Right. With right. Biden and their different philosophies, even uh, in regards to the now-scrapped uh, nuclear deal with Tehran, do you believe Biden will approach the Nor- uh, well t- the Iranian issue, and I guess vis-a-vis that would imply also maybe a little more nuanced take on the North Korean issue? Yeah, I do. I, I think that Biden is an institutionalist. He's sort of a believer in, broadly speaking, sort of American liberal hegemony. He likes the idea of America sort of working together with other partners. And, you know, Biden has emphasized this a lot. Kamala Harris has emphasized this a lot, rebuilding alliances. You know, South Korea is one of the most obvious targets in that because of the, the fight over uh, over SMA, the, 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 the payments for, for USFK here and stuff like that. And one thing that could send a really good signal to U.S. allies would be for the United States to really help on this. On this issue, because again, it's sort of like South Korea is South Korea is sort of at the moment at the heart of it, but but it's kind of like the larger proxy. You know, South Korea has become a proxy for the larger issue, of whether or not the Iranians feel like they can just sort of like take ships randomly hostage, right? And so I think there's a the Biden administration could sort of capture a lot of sort of gains, sort of prestige and, and publicity gains with American allies if it looks like it really helps South Korea out of a tight spot here. Because I mean, what are the South Koreans going to do, right? I mean, you can't like attack iran right i mean yeah. that's that's that would be a terrible idea right and other than that I mean, you're kind of you're stuck and and so i think if biden can help find a way to sort of signal to the iranians you know you can't do this kind of stuff and get these people out maybe we can give you some humanitarian assistance on the side or something or other for genuine issues like covid again that's it's not a great solution but you know it's better than some standoff like the american hostage thing with the iranians you know 40 years ago where it just goes on and on and on right and that's why like you said i mean it's kind of strange that they're still sitting there for two weeks 
right? I mean, the concern is could they be there for another two or three months or whatever. Yeah, I, I, the fortunate aspect to this, if there is any um, silver lining, is that Iran, it does not appear, has uh, any ill will towards these uh, right. detained um, right. sailors. And so it doesn't look like their lives are in danger anytime soon. But as you say, South Korea would like to get this tanker and uh, those um, sailors uh, out as soon as right. possible. The only issue, and maybe uh, final point on this, just overall sure. kind of framing the uh, Biden uh, coming into power is that Biden has so much on his plate right now, whether it's the COVID-19 domestically, the debacle there, the vaccination rollout, right. the, the economic situation, that it does feel like there's going to be so many things uh, on his plate, people pulling at him from uh, all around the world to help address issues where uh, the U.S. has been uh, very, very much, um, you can say, negligent on that uh, yeah, this sure. might be on uh-huh. the back burner, no? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be up there with COVID. I mean, that's pretty clear, right? But um, Biden, you know, when it comes to foreign policy, Biden has put alliance maintenance or alliance mm. rebuilding pretty much at the center of what he's talked about, right? Biden hasn't hyped sort of the Cold War China where the Trump people has, have. Um, Biden hasn't hyped, you know, being tough on Russia um, the way, for example, Mitt Romney did. You know, Biden's sort of big foreign policy issue seems, so far at least, seems to be alliance rebuilding, at least you know, mm. maybe for the first year or two, and helping South Korea, a small ally that's been pretty loyal to the United States for a long time, you know, but in a tight spot, helping South Korea right. out of this tight spot would actually not just be good for the U.S. relationship with South Korea, but also it would send a signal to a lot of American allies okay. that the Americans will help you, right. you know, we're here to sort of like work things through and diplomacy and blah, 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 you know, yeah. we're not going to clamp the Iranians and threaten them. So this okay. actually strikes me as sort of like a good little issue to move that along. Right. All right, uh, Robert, as always, good to talk to you again. Hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We are going to be back in the second hour after this.